Welcome to episode 31 of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. This week we're going to be talking about giving thanks because this week is Thanksgiving. So I know, very predictable, but I think it is a very good practice for people to engage in giving thanks, being grateful, having gratitude, recentering our thoughts and our hearts back on the giver of all things. So we're actually going to spend some time talking about that, looking at some scripture. And actually, this week's application episode is going to completely and totally be a time of giving prayerful thanks to God. So if you are looking forward to that, I recommend checking out episode 31.5 as well. I'm going to publish that one a little bit early so that you will have time to practice Thanksgiving either on Thanksgiving or before it. All right, let's get started. Hey, Millennial. Welcome to the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women, where you can come as you are, where you are in your faith journey. We're here to explore who God is and what He has to say through studying His words in the Bible. Hi, I'm Catherine Elise, and each week it's my intention to take important, relevant topics and examine them with you through the lens of God's Word and the good news of Jesus. If you're here for an honest look at Scripture beyond pulling random verses out of context, open to creative ways to connect with the ultimate creator and hoping for some good old-fashioned critical thinking about living out your faith, you're in the right place. I mean, as a former history teacher, you know I'm not going to let us off the hook with surface level application. So grab a cup of coffee, put on your favorite sweats, and download that Bible app. Let's get started with today's topic. Lord, thank you so much that you are everything. You provide everything for us. You are a glorious and majestic and provisional God who doesn't forget about his people, but is continuously there for his people. You are holy and righteous and beautiful and lovely, and you have everything we need. And I pray that we would find our identities in you and that we would through this practice of gratitude, connect with you on a deeper level and reset our hearts to be closer to you. Please speak through me today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this episode is going to be a little different. We're going to actually just go through two passages of scripture, Psalm 93 and Psalm 100. Both of them are very short. So I'll read them and then kind of discuss what is going on in the different passages. And then we'll talk a little bit about ways to express gratitude or engaging gratitude this week. So the first passage is from Psalm 93. The whole Psalm is only five verses long, and I'm going to read the New Living Translation or NLT version. And I just want to say as a reminder before I read this, that In this season of gratitude, it's really important to remember who God is. This particular psalm is not necessarily talking about being grateful and having gratitude, but it is talking about who God is, the qualities of God. And this is really important as we enter into a time of thanksgiving and gratitude because recognizing who God is, is part of being grateful and part of expressing our praise and gratitude towards God. So let's go ahead and start with that. I think it'll be really fruitful. So I'll read the Psalm first, and then we'll kind of discuss each section of it. So Psalm 93, the Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. Indeed, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world stands firm 
and cannot be shaken. Your throne, O Lord, has stood from time immemorial. You yourself are from the everlasting past. The floods have risen up, O Lord. The floods have roared like thunder. The floods have lifted their pounding waves. But mightier than the violent raging of the seas, mightier than the breakers on the shore, the Lord above is mightier than these. Your royal laws cannot be changed. Your reign, O Lord, your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. The first thing I notice about this psalm is there's this theme of God being royal. He is the rightful ruler. The first verse says the Lord is king, and this kingliness is demonstrated throughout the psalm. We see it in him being robed with majesty. We see it in him being on the throne in verse 2. We see it in the might that is demonstrated in verse 4. We see in verse 5, his laws called royal laws. And there's a reference in verse 5 to your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. So this continuous theme of God being the king. He is our king. He is the rightful ruler over everything. And there's also this theme of how strong and awesome and majestic he is. He's robed in majesty. It says that twice and armed with strength, right? And God is everlasting. He is strong and capable and able. And when we feel like we're hopeless or like the world is too broken, like in verse three, when it's talking about the floods rising up, the floor, the floods roared like thunder, the floods have lifted their pounding waves we see that when the world feels hopeless and broken and like the floods are rising above us and like they're too powerful and strong, there is someone more powerful and that is God. It says, but mightier than the violent raging of the seas, mightier than the breakers on the shore, the Lord above is mightier than these. And that's beautiful. Nothing is stronger than him. My friend Aaron reminded me this week, that in the New Testament, there's this story in the Gospels where Jesus actually calms a crazy raging storm and his disciples are freaking out and he calms the storm. He commands the storm and he is powerful, glorious, in control, literally in control of even nature. Nature, humans, everything bows to his will. There is nothing that God is not able to have control over, and there is nothing beyond his reach of power. And I find that to be really encouraging and just comforting. There's also this theme that God is forever. It says that his throne has stood from time immemorial. He's forever. He always has been. He is now and he will be in the future. There is not an end or beginning to God. He is God. I know it's hard to actually grasp in our minds, but literally we are on like a timeline all the days of our lives. But God is not on that timeline. God is above and beyond time. He is eternal. He is always, always, always. It says at the end there, your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. There will not be an end to God's power and his might and his rule and his existence. God doesn't change. And he is, he's right. He's correct. He's holy forever. 
Everything that we think is broken in this world, God knows how it should be set right. He knows how to reconcile everything. Nothing is beyond him, too hard for him. He is not less powerful than the forces that we see on this earth, whether they're human forces or natural forces or anything like that. And so as we think about giving thanks, as we think about praising God, let's remember who God is. Let's remember that he is so far beyond us, that he is eternal, that he is unchanging, that he is holy and he's king and he is Lord and he is powerful and strong. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing outside his grasp. And there is nothing stronger or more powerful than God and his will will be done and the earth will be restored under him. He is glorious and holy and perfect, and nothing will be shaken because he is in control. And we can rest in that. We can be grateful and thankful for that and just rest in the knowledge of who he is. The second psalm I wanted to read is Psalm 100, again, only five verses, and I'm going to read the NLT version of it. It says, Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. I don't know what kind of season you're experiencing right now. You might be in a season of joy and rejoicing. You might be in more of like a numb, blah kind of season. You might be in a season of deep, deep pain and darkness. Maybe you're in a season of mourning and grief. Wherever you're coming from, I think that there is value and worth in praising God and worshiping him and in giving thanks to him. Even in seasons of grief, even in seasons of hardship, even in seasons of pain that I have been through, I find that it can be so helpful and it can realign our hearts and it can realign our closeness with God when we take the time to do this. That doesn't mean it's easy. It can feel really, really hard. And it can feel almost painstaking to be grateful to God in these seasons. But I think that even so, it is worthwhile to practice, even in our pain, the giving thanks to God. And the giving thanks might not look like having a smile on your face. It might not look like laughing. It might not look like what we usually think of as joyful expression or countenance. It might look like painfully, slowly, sometimes even begrudgingly thinking on the things that God has provided for us in this season, maybe dwelling on who he is, the qualities that he has and being grateful for those qualities. And I think when we actually turn our hearts towards him in praise and worship and thanksgiving, It can be really healing for us on deep levels that are kind of hard to articulate. I pray that even if you are in a season of grief and pain, and this is hard for you to do, that you would still take some time to try to practice it 
and it might be really encouraging for your heart and help you see God's greater purpose for you and experience the deep, deep love that God has for you, even in seasons of sorrow, grief, and pain. Please know that my heart has empathy for you, and I'm not trying to say that your emotions are unimportant or that the season you're going through is unimportant. Of course, it's important. Of course, it's valid. And yet I still think we need to engage in this practice. So looking back at Psalm 100, it says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. I think that all the earth means like all humans. And then also, I know this is kind of weird, but also creation actually longs for the redemption and way that God intended it to be before sin entered the earth. And so all the earth praising, longing for him, wanting to shout with joy to him. I think that that is a beautiful picture. Also worship the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joy in verse two. I think we come to God with grateful hearts, even when it's hard. And even when it's, it's just dark and we can't see, we can't see where things are going and what the next step is. And it feels discouraging in the world around us. When we engage in gratitude with God, I think it really changes our hearts. And we make that decision to be grateful, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of joy. My church had a prayer and worship night not too long ago. And my pastor was talking about how we praise him in these times. And some of the times when I've experienced God's presence most closely have been in times or seasons when I've just been experiencing a lot of pain and grief. And I go to like a worship service and they're singing and I'm declaring these truths before God and I feel his presence and I feel his closeness to me. And so I think that that's something really important to also consider. Verse three says, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And I think we've got to know in our hearts who God is and tell him who he is. He knows who he is, but I think it helps us remember who he is when we tell him and it helps reset our perspective on things. Remember too that we're the creation of God. We are literally his image bearers. We are made in the image of God, every single one of us, male, female, every person. And God is our shepherd and he cares for us so intimately. We are, it says the his people, the sheep of his pasture, and he will not let us just fall away and fall into ruin. He pursues us and he will not just leave us. He pursues us. He goes after us. He cares about our hearts. He cares about us intimately, more intimately than any human being could possibly care for you. That's how much more God actually cares for you. He is capable of infinitely more love than a human can even imagine. And I think that we also need to give gratitude to God. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. So maybe take some time to think of the blessings that you have, every single one. Remember who he is, his qualities, what he's done, what he will continue to do. Remember, in the Old Testament, there's so many times when God tells his people, the Israelites, to remember, remember, remember. Why? Because we forget. We forget. We know God has shown up in XYZ way in the past, and then we think, well, now I'm in this situation. He's just going to abandon me, or there's nothing that can be done now. Like, I'm hope it's a hopeless situation. 
But that's not how God works. God always shows up and we remember who he is and what he's done. And that gives us confidence going into the future or in our present situations. And in verse five, it says, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. My friends, God is good and his love is unfailing, unending. He will love you forever. And he is persistently faithful to you. He will never not be faithful. There is never going to be a generation who is just left without God. God will never run out of goodness, love, or faithfulness. He has all of these things in abundance, more abundance than we can possibly imagine. So a couple of applications. I was just brainstorming ways that we can express gratitude, and three of them came to mind. The first one, my pastor's wife had encouraged us a a while ago to pray through the Psalms. Literally, you can read the Psalms and verse by verse, just pray it back to God, pray it in relationship to your life or a situation or just giving thankfulness and gratitude to him for who he is, regardless of the things that are happening in your life, regardless of the possessions you have, regardless of the people, you could just focus on worshiping him, but you can actually pray through the Psalms. So for example, in verse five, it says, for the Lord is good. Well, you can turn around and pray and say, God, thank you for your goodness. You can tell him back the ways that he's been good to you. And it will remind you as well of the ways that he's been good to you. So that's one way to give gratitude. The second way is to literally list out what God has done. That practice of remembering, remember, remember, remember what God has done. And this can be a physical list. It could be on your phone, written down. It could be something that you talk about with someone. It could be something that you're thinking about, whatever your learning process is. But list out what God has done for you in the past and what God has done through the Bible and through Jesus. And third, to practice gratitude throughout your days. I think that this is a really cool one. Maybe even practice this on the day of Thanksgiving. I don't know. It's up to you. (laughs) But if you want to do this one, You can practice gratitude throughout your entire day. So let's say you wake up on Thanksgiving morning before your feet even touch the ground, as my friend Dee says, you can connect with God and and give thanks to him. And then you go about, I don't know, brushing your teeth, whatever you do, putting some lotion on your face, and then thank God. And then, I don't know, you're preparing for Thanksgiving or getting your kids ready, or you are chatting with a... Um, relative or a friend or whatever it is you do for Thanksgiving. And then maybe you take some time in your heart to just give gratitude for that conversation, for that action, for getting your kids ready, for whatever you're doing and practice that throughout the day. Just keep reminding yourself gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And I think that it's a beautiful way to connect with God throughout the day and to have our hearts geared towards Thanksgiving. All right. So remember three ways, maybe challenge yourself to one of them if it's speaking to you. To express gratitude is praying through the Psalms, listing out what God has done, and practicing gratitude for an entire day. All right, let's close in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for the reminder to give thanks to you this week. 
And I pray that this would be a regular practice for us. I pray that we would continuously remember who you are, that our hearts would be aligned with you and that you would change our sense of ungratitude and exchange it for gratitude that we could see every little thing you do and every big thing you do and every medium thing you do to provide for us and that we would give thanks to you just for who you are and give thanks to you for for what you have done in our lives and for what Jesus has done to redeem us and make us in right relationship with you and to practice gratitude to you throughout the day. I pray that you would do big things in our hearts this Thanksgiving week, and I pray that we would ultimately remember that our identity and everything that we are rests in you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. If you got something meaningful out of today's episode, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews help more women find the show, and it helps grow our community. Plus, these reviews help me see how God is using this podcast, and that, my friends, blesses me greatly. Oh, and be sure to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with me. See you next time.